0: there. Welcome to the Living Fear Free podcast. I'm your host, Dee Price, and I want to thank you so much for joining me today. We are on episode 29 of 30, and at the end of my last podcast, I said that we would take a look at the subject of faith. Faith is a biggie with God, and even if I had 330 episodes left to record, it wouldn't be enough to even scratch the surface. But for all intents and purposes, we will dig a little into what it is and how you got it and why it's so important. First of all, everything that you and I will ever receive from our Father must be received by faith. Satan works in the realm of what we can see, hear, taste, touch, and smell. He works only in our lives trying to get you to focus all of your attention on these things. He'll put something before your eyes to make you fear what you see. He'll cause you to hear a noise, a bad report, something that will cause you to fear what you've been hearing. If there was a smell associated with a bad memory in your life, he'll bring that sin up before you. God, however, is a faith God. When the disciples saw Jesus after he had been crucified, Thomas wasn't with them. John 20, 25, and 27 recounts the story. It reads, The other disciples therefore said to him, meaning Thomas, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Later Jesus appeared to them all and Thomas was with them. Verse 27 says, Then he said to Thomas, Reach your fingers here and look at my hands, and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. Let's read a little from Hebrews 11, which is called the faith chapter. It begins by saying, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. Verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Verse 7 goes on to say, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving. (coughs) Paul in Galatians 3, in speaking of God supplying the Spirit of God, asked this question. He said, Therefore, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Just as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Romans 4, one of my favorites, in recounting part of Abraham's story, reads like this. Verse 16 says, Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations, in the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they are who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And being not weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about a hundred years old, nor the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was also able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but also for us. It shall be imputed to us who believe in him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead. Righteousness was accounted to Abraham because he believed what God said and stood rooted and grounded on his promises. So since it's impossible to please God without faith, and since everything we receive from God must be received by faith, then how do you and I get that type of faith? I'm glad you asked. Romans 12, 3 says, For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, among who? Among those who claim the name of Jesus. He says to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Did you catch that? It didn't say that God has given to every man a measure of faith. It says that he has given to every man the measure of faith. We all get the same measure. It was the same measure that Jesus received. The difference is that he spent his time developing his faith and we haven't, mainly because we're not taught how to develop it. Faith is a spiritual muscle. And just as your muscles grow as you exercise them and put pressure on them, utilizing every tool you know how in order to make those biceps pop, faith is exercised the same way. You find a promise that God has made to you and you on purpose release your faith to receive what God has said he has already given you. You exercise your faith and believe you have it, even though you can't see it with your physical eyes. You be believing like Jesus said, instead of unbelieving like doubting Thomas. Paul said in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Did you see that? We are to follow Paul's example and live our lives by the faith of the Son of God. Let's look at Mark 11. Kenneth Hagen, who was called the father of faith for many years because he taught more on Mark 11 than anyone else, dug deeply into this chapter. And in verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. In the Greek, it actually reads, have God's faith. Jesus went on to say, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So my question is, who is saying this? If you answer Jesus, then you get a gold star. Okay, so then Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So my second question to you is, did Jesus always have what he said? Yes, he most certainly did. So if Jesus said that whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you already received it and you shall have it, then by all that's holy and true, whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you have it by faith and it shall materialize in your life. This is written in scripture, but let's apply this to the subject we've been studying all month. Let's apply it to fear. Praying is speaking words with your mouth. And Jesus said, whatever you desire, when you speak with your mouth and believe that you receive it, you will have it. That's why voice in fear is so dangerous. I am positive. I am sure that many people have ended their own lives prematurely by speaking their fears over and over again until they believed it and they received it. I have heard stories of people being so afraid of things happening to them that that's exactly the way they died. These are spiritual laws, and because we have failed to spend time in the Word to understand them, we have ignorantly set things in motion that we did not really want. Fear and faith work the same way, except God did not give you and I a spirit of fear. He did, however, give us all the same measure of faith. Peter said in Acts 3 that it was faith in the name of Jesus that made the lame man walk again. You and I were saved by faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For it is by God's grace that you have been saved through faith. It is not the result of your own efforts, but God's gift so that no one can boast about it. You please God by faith, and because He wanted to make sure that you and I had all the tools we needed in order to please Him, He gave us His faith. Then He sent Jesus to teach us how to use His faith. Then He gave us something to exercise His faith in, which is His Word. And by His Word, He gave us everything we needed in this earth to live not only a life that would please Him, but an amazing life as well. But it's our choice, individually to decide what type of life we want to live and whether or not we want to live a life pleasing to God. Okay, so that's all I have for this 29th podcast. This is Dee Price, and I want to thank you for joining me today. And I'd like to take this time to remind you that not only do you have a blood-bought right to live fear-free, but you've been given the faith of God and the power of God to live your life free from fear. Until the next time, bye.